What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joseph, today we have a new icon. Another one. Wait, did I just sound like DJ Khaled there? I wasn't listening. Do it again. And another one. Mm, a little more flavor. <laughs> Do it again. Another one. There. there you just sounded like Happy Joseph. But today we are talking about my fellow Boricua, Lynn manuel Miranda. In one of our JLo episodes, we talked a little bit about musicals and our shared love for them. <sighs> Chicago changed my life. I know, I know. And Rent is one of the core reasons I even imagined a life for myself in New York City. 525,600 minutes. How about love? Wait. What? Why do you sound so good? I'm a singer, bitch. Are you taking voice lessons? Yes. <laughs> okay, wait a second. I need my phone because I'm making a resi for karaoke right now. Okay, so for you, it was Chicago. For me, it was Rent. Those musicals undeniably changed Broadway. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, well, he's responsible for... I know what you're going to say. In the Heights. I got you, didn't I? You did. And don't worry, Hamill fans, it is all coming up in our next episode. So far on Icons, we've talked about Bad Bunny, how he refused to conform, and how he's broken records and shattered stereotypes along the way. We talked about Jennifer Lopez and how her career has inspired so many young Latinas. And Cardi B and how she shows all women that there's always a path to success. Yes, girl. But now we get to talk about Lynn, how he reimagined and then completely revolutionized Broadway. And not just how it sounds, but more importantly, how it looks. What we're about to say isn't breaking news, but Joseph and I, well, we always keep it 100 on the show. So let's just say it. Broadway is... White, as white as Kenny Chesney's concert in a snowstorm, as white as Karen's chicken at the cookout, um, whiter than fans of Yellowstone, whiter than a Civil War reenactment. Exactly. It's 
really white. But that was all before Lynn, before he made his way from the top of Manhattan to the theater district, then out here to where I am in La La Land. And along the way, earning the Genius Grant from the MacArthur Fellows Program, a Pulitzer, Grammys, too many Tonys to count, and a few Oscar noms. Oh, shit. He's just the O away from the EGOT. On today's Becoming an Icon, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the boy from the Heights. I'm your host, Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And this is Becoming an Icon, a weekly podcast where we give you the rundown on how today's most famous Latinx stars have shaped pop culture and given the world some extra sabor. Sit back and get comfortable because we are going in the only way we know how with buenas vibras, algunas risas, some chisme, and a lot of opinions as we relive their greatest achievements on our journey to find out what makes them so iconic. Okay, Lils, what are your first thoughts on Lynn? That it is completely unfair how fucking talented he is. I'm in awe of somebody like Lin-Manuel because, you know, in theater or in this industry, you always hear of like triple threat, right? Oh, they can sing, they mm-hmm. can dance, they can act. But you throw in there... Wait, I thought you were talking about me. I'm sorry, sorry. We know you're at the triple threat. <laughs> you and Lynn are in the same category. Let's just keep it real. You know what I mean? But I think with Lynn, it goes beyond what he gives you on stage, like... Yes, he can sing, he can act, he can dance, he can rap, he can perform, he can write, he can produce, he can compose. I actually asked him this in an interview. I was like, what can you not do? And he's like, sometimes entertain my children, which I think is really funny because all parents feel Mm -hmm. that, right? Like sometimes you just show up a little short for your kids. They don't think you're funny. They don't think you're a superstar. You're just dad. And sometimes you're just annoying. Um, So for me, he wears all of those hats. You know, he's also an incredible activist. I mean, I could go on and on and on about how much immense respect and awe I have for this man. In the Heights, I loved it because it was just so different. Yeah. And I got to work with some of the actresses in it, so I was watching it even more in the movie and then the Broadway. Well, what's interesting is you've seen In the Heights, Mm -hmm. the musical. You have not seen Hamilton, the musical. Mm -hmm. I have seen Hamilton, the musical, but I have never seen In the Heights, the musical. I've only seen In the Heights, the movie, which I think is interesting because I think it's how a lot of people have processed so much of Lynn's career. It's the easiest way to process it because tickets for both, I think, were nearly impossible to get. People were paying like thousands and thousands of dollars. Insane. Insanity. Um, But, you know, when you look at both of these works, at the heart of both of them is New York City, right? In the Heights and also Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And I think when a lot of people think about the American Revolution, they naturally think of Boston. They're not thinking about New York City. Do you know a lot of people that think about the American Revolution? (laughs) Like, of our friends? (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know why that came out like that, as if I'm some kind of, like, American Revolution scholar. I was about to be like, what's going on? Yes, I'm uh, doing a master's in early American Revolution historical figures. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I was just making a point. Thank you very much. But anyways, two things that are always close to Lynn's heart, New York and Puerto Rico, his two homes. 
Lynn was born in New York City and grew up in Inwood. And I'll save you the Google search so you don't have to turn away from our podcast. Inwood is like at the very, very tippy top of the island of Manhattan. Like the tippy top. It's where you end up when you drink way too much on a Thursday or Friday night and you miss your stops on the train. Okay, Joseph, that's like 30 stops. You have to. It's a lot of stops. (laughs) Well, salud, honey. It's a lot of drinks too much. (gasps) Touche. So Lynn was born to a psychologist mother, Luz, and a political consultant father named Luis. Luz and Luis. That's cute. It is. And Lynn grows up in Inwood, but every summer he goes and spends a month with his abuela in Vega Alta. Here's what he told the New York Times about Puerto Rico. I believe I owe a great deal of who I am to this island. It's a tactile thing. It's a tempo thing. It's the pace of life here. It's the way the world sounds at night. It's seeing the stars. It's this oneness with nature that is very natural and real. It is all the things you cannot get in New York City. And it is its culture because the kindest people I know are here. I mean... Yes, 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 and yes. Puerto Rico is just so dear, I think, to both of us and so dear to Lynn. And in a future episode, we're going to tell you all about what Lynn has done for the island and his deep connection to La Isla del Encanto. But let's head uptown for now. It was the early 80s. Lynn was growing up in Manhattan and his house was filled with the sounds of salsa and show tunes. See, Lynn's parents were huge fans of Broadway. So they would listen to cast albums in the house because theater is expensive. And the family just didn't have a lot of money so they couldn't go to see the show's luck, which meant that Lynn had to imagine everything just through the music. And it's one of the reasons he says he wants every note of the album for his musicals to be absolutely perfect. He knows that for many listening, it's as close as they'll ever get to experiencing it. I believe that. And that is really so cool. I know. He's telling you, y'all, he's incredible. Now, growing up in the 80s in New York also meant hip hop and rap. That scene was explosive at the time. And Lynn, well, he couldn't get enough. In his parents' car, they'd be listening to Camelot and the unsinkable Molly Brown. And on his bus ride, the driver would be teaching him Ghetto Boys, Sugar Hill Gang, and Boogie Down Productions. Damn. First of all, my school bus driver was not that cool. We just smoked a lot of weed together. Did you just say we? I meant he. He he definitely smoked a lot of weed. Okay, let's keep going. Hip-hop, salsa, Broadway. No way Steven Sondheim was growing up on that. Lynn became a great rapper and started joining all the plays in high school. By the way, the school he went to was a New York magnet school where he was classmates with MSNBC's Chris Hayes. Yeah, Hayes was even Lynn's first director and he directed Lynn's first play about, and I am not making this up, this is a direct quote. Oh gosh. It was about... A 20-minute musical that featured a maniacal fetal pig in a nightmare Mm. that Miranda had cut up in biology class. I can't even... That sounds terrible. I know. We need to find a video of it. Internet, (laughs) do your thing. Soon, though, Lynn was off to university, where he would start writing a play about his barrio that would ultimately change his life. 
I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic, like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Lynn attended Wesleyan University in Connecticut. His sophomore year, well, Lynn was feeling a little homesick, missing life back in the city. So he put pen to paper and wrote his first draft of In the Heights. I can totally get on board with being homesick. Like I was so homesick my first year in college. Like it was scary to be that far away. What about you? I was absolutely homesick, but it didn't inspire me to write anything down. I think that's what turned on my party boy ways. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why we all cannot be the genius. That is Mm Lin-Manuel Miranda, because when he reached for his pen and paper, Joseph reached for his white claw. Hello. (laughs) And I reached for tube tops, platform shoes, and the club. Exactly. (laughs) So Lynn kept working on his play, and he added salsa and rap. He said he wanted to make the play feel like a hip-hop version of Rent. I am telling y'all, please don't sleep on Rent. Yes, Gen Z, I am talking to you. I want to go, uh, tonight. Ooh, I love that song. Oh, that's a song I was just telling you that I wanted to get drinks later. I can't with you today, today, (laughs) every day. So at a showing of the play, a Wesleyan alum named Thomas Kale saw the show and asked Lynn if he'd be willing to develop the play for Broadway. Duh, of course he did. 
So Lynn headed back to New York after graduation and got to work on bringing his dream to the stage. But no one was paying for drafts of a yet-to-be-produced musical. So to make ends meet, he took whatever jobs he could get. Substitute teacher, music coach, restaurant critic. And then he started getting roles on TV. He was in The Sopranos. I haven't seen the finale yet, so don't spoil anything. The finale was 17 years ago. I've been busy, okay? Damn. Well, Lynn also had a memorable run in House as Hugh Laurie's roommate in a psychiatric hospital. It's not lupus. It was never lupus. Now, before we move on, I do think it's important to talk about how many different jobs Lynn had because I love this story. I love that he had to do 10 other things before he ever got to do the one thing that he was literally put on this earth to do, which is create music. So... Joseph, Mm -hmm. what jobs have you done to pay the bills? The legal ones, please. Oh, the the go-go boy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Taxes, where I pay taxes on them. Um, Let me think. Uh, Just makeup, actually. Uh, I lie. I worked at a call center for a brief minute. Is that why your voice is so perfect for a podcast? (laughs) Were you manifesting this when you worked at a call center? Hello. It's me. (laughs) No. (laughs) What was your first job ever? And what was the most random TV job you've ever had? Ooh, I love that question. People always ask what my first TV job is, which was not that out of the ordinary. But my most random TV job, well, it's a tie. I'm so embarrassed. I don't even know. (laughs) I want to hear them both. Okay. So my most random TV job... I was a virtual casino host. What the For an online gambling site that was hosted in like the Bahamas or something. Um, And we recorded it all on a green screen. And I was the virtual casino host with two other guys. So fucking random. We shot it at like... That is... uh, When you said that is random. (laughs) That's random. Okay, that's not all. Do you want to hear like... And this one is the most random. And by the way, this one's still... Oh, so this one was one that was a tie. This was the tie. Oh, it was a tie. Yeah, yeah. Let's be very clear. When you want to work in television and you don't have a broadcast journalism degree and you have no connections and you are literally building from the ground up, you take any and all the jobs. And by the way, there is no shame in any and all of the jobs. Um, But this one still haunts me because they still play it. Because when I signed my contract for this job... I signed it in perpetuity, meaning they can run this commercial for the rest of my life. For all eternity. Till I die. Wow. And even then, they'll still run it. I did an infomercial for a used car lot in Pennsylvania. Stop. I swear to God, in Spanish. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait to Google this and tweet it and show (laughs) everybody. Listen, I was a working TV host in two languages and I made $125 that day. So. And you know what? That commercial is still playing. For $125, they bought the rights to me forever. For all eternity. Y'all, don't ever cheapen yourself. Ask for the big bucks. You just never know. And that's the thing about all of these career starting stories, right? We were all spread thin. We were doing any job that we could get. And in our 
quote unquote free time, we're working on the things that we are passionate about. Mm -hmm. We're pursuing our dreams, our side hustles. And for Lynn, that was writing in the Heights. But it paid off really soon because the play opens off Broadway. And within just six months, it's on the Great White Way. Okay, I have a question. What is the Great White Way? Great question, because the way we've talked about it, it seems like Broadway was created for and catering to white people. And then you... That's what I was going to say. And then you hear that it's called the Great White Way, but it's actually a longtime nickname for the theater district. And it was coined in the early 1900s to pay homage to the dazzling lights that you see from the marquees. I do think when you speak to actors, producers, musicians of color, we all share something similar, which is that Broadway for a long time felt like it excluded us. 100%. I went to, uh, I think that's like 90% Mexican, really, if you like uh, Google that in El Paso, I'm I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I'm not even joking. And, you know, if we were going to play a play that was, let's say, Hamilton or George Washington or whatever it is, it's going to be all these Mexican kids. Like, We're not confused for being white or anything like that. So seeing this show and seeing all of these non-white people, you know, it was just, it was really crazy to like even take it all in. Totally. I I mean, I hear you. I think for a long time, Broadway has had a really hard time appealing to diverse audiences. And it's because the actors that represent all of these parts are white. And Mm -hmm. as theater goers, we'd like to see a little bit more representation, especially in a city like New York that is so diverse, where the show represents diversity. The cast represents diversity. Behind the scenes, there's diversity. And that's exactly what In the Heights did. Even though Mm -hmm. it's just a show about a regular schmegula day in Washington Heights on the hottest day of the year, Our protagonist, Usnavi... Say who? Usnavi, Lynn's character's name in In the Heights. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, the joke is that Usnavi's mom pulled into the dock and named him after the letters that she saw on the ship. Oh, like the U.S. Navy. I get that. I actually have a primo named Fedex. Felix? No, bitch. His name is FedEx. No, (laughs) you don't. I do, but we won't even go there. Okay. So it's the hottest day of the year in the Heights. No one has AC. It feels like the neighborhood is literally melting. There's this big lotto drawing that someone in the neighborhood's going to win. And then blackout. I mean, that sounds fun. It's so much fun. And the entire show is just that. It's this high energy progression filled with salsa and rap and... It was like nothing Broadway had ever seen. Honey, you know those white people were clutching their pearls. Oh, for sure. They did not know what to make of this. And here's the thing. When you think of Broadway history, West Side Story quickly comes up. Yes, it has Latino characters, but it was written by two white guys. Then The Wiz comes out in 1975, and it is an all-Black cast. But it had to be a remake of The Wizard of Oz for Broadway to even green light it. Then, of course, you have Rent. Bitch, you really, really, really trying to sell Rent, honey. Joseph, Rent shook up Broadway in the 90s. It had rock music. It had sex. It had drugs. It addressed the HIV AIDS epidemic. It was like nothing Broadway had ever seen. Hi. 
I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And 14 years after Rent, here comes Lynn with the most diverse cast imaginable. They're rapping and waving Puerto Rican flags, Dominican flags. We've got rap and salsa. It's in New York, but it's not in New York that any of these rich people have ever been to. Basically, Washington Heights might as well be Alaska to these Soho peeps. Right. But no gang violence, no drugs. This is just a group of 20-somethings trying to figure out their way in the world. This was eye-opening at the time. Uh, you mean Latinos are just everyday people with everyday problems? <gasps> no me digas. Yeah, you know, this was news to a lot of people. And I mean a lot of people because the show was a massive hit. Within 10 months, it made back its entire investment and it started touring nationally. Then the Tonys came calling. If you want to know how different In the Heights was, here are the musicals it was up against that year for Best Musical. Young Frankenstein. I didn't like old Frank. Next. Gypsy. Um, I saw the film with Bud Midler and you cannot perfect perfection. Next. South Pacific. I do like warm weather and sailors, but for three and a half hours, I mean, your boy has places to be. Next. The Little Mermaid. Okay, okay, I won't shade Ariel, but I'll wait for the live action next. Okay, so all of those were basically retreads of other plays or films. In the Heights was original. 
which, by the way, is the state of Broadway right now. Just saying. It was nominated for 13 Tonys that night, and it won four, including Best Musical. At 28, Lynn was the youngest winner ever for original score. After he accepted the Tony for Best Musical, the cast and producers of the show hoisted him up on their shoulders. It's a moment I think we'll all never forget. And Broadway's new golden boy had arrived. I love that. Um, Did you ever cover the Tonys? Yes, many times. It's actually one of my favorite nights in New York. You know, there are certain things that are very specific to the city. I think every city has them. I think for New York, one of them is the Met Gala, which we talked about. We should just do a podcast about the Met Gala. Um, And another night that just feels so special and so New York is the Tonys. I mean, it's a celebration of something that only exists in New York City. It's incredible. And it's also, for me, it's a star making night. And what I mean by that is I'm not shading or disrespecting any of the actors because they are so freaking talented. But the Tonys puts actors and dancers and singers on a much bigger stage, a more mainstream stage. And a lot of careers are made at the Tonys because people then get to see these shows or songs from these shows or the actor or actress in these shows and say, wait a second, that person deserves a shot in Hollywood. Joseph, have you ever done makeup for the Tonys? I'm sure, right? I have. I have done makeup for the Tonys for like models and um, designers. No one who has actually uh, been uh, singing in it, but like the designers that invite the people I have done that for. While still on Broadway, In the Heights gets optioned to be a film, but it didn't premiere on screens until 2021. Don't worry. We will discuss the movie version of the play in our third episode on Lin-Manuel. Now, remember I mentioned West Side Story? Sondheim sees In the Heights and hires Lynn to rewrite the Latino songs in Spanish. How had they never thought of that? I know. And then he gets called on to write the music for Bring It On, the musical. Oh, it's already been a barat in. That movie is so much fun. Obsessed. I live close to Torrance in California, and I thought that I was going to go to the school and see the Toros. It's not them. We have to go to homecoming when they have it. It's not them. After seeing In the Heights, everyone wants to add rap and diverse music to their shows, and Lynn became the man to call. Listen, Bring It On isn't going down as one of the great musicals of all time. Uh, time will tell. Right, right. But it was a payday for Lynn. And those were coming in left and right. Broadway saw what Lynn was doing and they wanted in, including theater's biggest night. We talked about the Tonys before and how Lynn had won a few of them. But he also got invited back every year to write sketches for the Tonys. And y'all... They are amazing. He sits backstage as the winners are announced and then writes a song as the show is happening live. Then Neil Patrick Harris comes out at the end and raps the song, which Lynn just wrote on the fly. That is legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Uh, it's Lynn. Literally all he does is Legendary. I also bring it up because in 2013, he wrote the opening number for the Tonys. And if you haven't seen it, it's eight minutes of absolute joy and pure celebration of theater. And it was so good, it won Lynn an Emmy. Joseph, have you seen this performance? (laughs) No, I haven't. Okay, you need to watch it. Just Google it. I will. So he's got a Tony, an Emmy. He's missing the Oscar. 
Does he have a Grammy? He does. He won one for In the Heights and for a small little obscure show about a founding father. After In the Heights, Lynn is a rising star in demand, including from the 44th president of the United States. So I know now this seems like five lifetimes ago, but in 2009, Barack Obama hosted a night of spoken word and poetry at the White House. Look at trying to class that place up. He invites Lynn to perform. Now, most people invited to perform at the White House in front of the president and the first lady are going to perform something that they know works. You know, something they practice, they rehearse. But Lynn? Mm-mm. Lynn decides to debut something he just wrote. He told Jimmy Kimmel, So yeah, I had just written it, and I figured if this doesn't work, I'll just scrap it. Like some white people say, those are some huevos. <laughs> so Lynn takes the stage and says he's working on a concept album about someone who he thinks embodies the hip-hop treasury secretary, Alexander Hamilton. The audience cracks up, and then... Lynn starts rapping. And the crowd stops laughing. That performance was the first time the world learned of a play that was coming to change the game. What's my name, man? Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton on the next Becoming an Icon. Becoming an Icon is presented by Sonoro and iHeart's Michael Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts.